This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. We have kind of a deep and maybe a hurtful question that uh, a listener has posed for us, and it is, what does God think about verbal and physical abuse in a marriage? We know that this happens, Michael, even in Christian marriages at times. So let's separate the two because obviously they're different. There is a, so physical abuse is easier to diagnose. Mm-hmm. Verbal abuse is, uh, feels sometimes like a relative term and it depends on the person. So yeah. if somebody comes in with PTSD from some really terrible experience, maybe they grew up with a mom or dad who just constantly yelled and berated them. Mm-hmm. A little bit of sternness in your voice can land. Could land like powerfully. A, yes. Land like a verbal abuse, even though it may not have been intended to be that way. Then there is the reality of the more you yell and scream and call names, the less you feel the weight of what you're doing. Sure. Sometimes it takes you hearing a recording of yourself to really understand the weight of what you're Mm -hmm. saying. So there's a guy a long time ago, and uh, he did not know his wife was recording him. So uh, he, when asked if he was verbally abusive, said, of course not. Of course I'm not verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. Like we yell and mm-hmm. we fight, but it's, you know, and yeah, I say things I regret, but, and, and truly he was sincere. He, he believed what he had just said. And then we played the 30 minute recording. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Whoa. And we got out a whiteboard mm. and on the whiteboard, we documented how many times the F word was used. All oh my of, goodness. We wrote in quotes, all of the derogatory things he said. Now, this was, is a Christian or non-Christian? Christian. Yeah. Love, loves the Lord. Okay. Um, not perfect, obviously, but you know, sure. like, Get the F word, the S word, everywhere you name. We plot it. We wrote quotes, you know, and uh, it took us two and a half hours, I think, to get through the 30 minute thing is we had to keep pausing and check, 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 check. By the time we got done, um, I think it was 80 or 90 F words. Um, There were so many one liners that were, I I can imagine saying to anybody, but in their home that had become normal. Wow. And they had forgotten. Mm. Um, And that is an extreme story. Sure. And uh, we have uh, had that opportunity to sit down with people on three or four occasions to document what they've said. Mm. Typically, it's the wife. Sometimes it's the husband. Sometimes it goes the other way. Yeah. Who records it, and mm. then they don't tell the other person. Now, should they tell whatever? It's not a court of law. Nobody's going to court. But when you hear yourself with another person in the room, you realize the weight of what you're saying. You need sure. the third person in the room who's not used to it. Mm-hmm. And and so honestly, when somebody comes to me and says, ah, oh, we're just fighting, it's not that big of a deal. I've learned now to not really, I don't disbelieve them, but I just don't believe them. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody comes in and says, I'm being verbally abused, I kind of just listen and say, okay. Yeah. And then there are times, I'm going to be honest, that there are some men and women who say they're verbally abusing me. And then I hear what's going on and I'm just like, okay. I see that you're you're receiving it as you're that. Receiving it as that, but, but it's objectively, not there. like you're responding to this because of some previous issues you're bringing to the table. Sure. That being said, whenever anybody brings up the category of verbal abuse, you just got to take it seriously. Yeah. And and in spite of what we were told as a child, sticks and stones may you know break my bones, but words will never hurt me. We know that I've is the heard. dumbest thing <laughs> that we could ever say to a child or ever say to another person. Words can hurt, and and the tone of the words 
can cut very deeply. They can cut as deep as a knife. And, yeah. and that wound is far harder to heal mm -hmm. than a, a physical wound. So when you get to verbal abuse, my big thing is, is that what is a landing as abusive mm -hmm. really depends on the person. Sure. And then there are lines that are always abusive. But I've learned that with people who don't have self-control over their words in their moments of anger is, is by and large, they have no recollection of what they said, how they said, or the weight with which the words are landing. And what they're trying to do is get out the weight of their emotions. Sure. And what they don't realize is that it's unhealthy, harmful, hurtful, and it sticks with the person for a very long time. Yeah. And again, I, I would not discriminate between men and women here because it really I, is. I've seen it happen both the wife and the husband to be verbally or physically abusive. Yep. So when we get to this category of physical abuse, now we're in a, just a totally, 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 totally different world. And um, it is interesting because there, there are some... I'll just say trends. Women feel permission to hit men and that's not abuse and men mm -hmm. are not allowed to hit women. But there is a reality here, which is the majority of the time in a marriage, a man could crush a woman physically. Yes, physically. So even if she hits him, it's not this, it's not an exertion or a real threat. But if a man puts his hands on a woman, that is al almost always a real threat. Unless you're married to somebody who's very stronger than you and bigger <laughs> yeah. than you and could crush you, that's a different category. But we'll just say stereotypically, it isn't a threat when a woman hits you. It is a threat when a man hits you. So mm -hmm. there are social cultural things where a man's body and a man's words should never be used to threaten with force. Right. They should never be used in a way to put a woman under any experience of submission sure. against their will. Mm -hmm. So sometimes what men do with their words is we're trying to get our wife to like to to break under the weight of our words the, or in physical abuse to break under the weight of our physical to obey our mm -hmm. demands it's mm -hmm. very controlling demented sinful evil on every single level so what does god think let me just say it this way uh he hates it it's disgusting it needs to be dealt with oh, it needs absolutely. to be confronted it needs to be exposed and unfortunately because of the nature of I'll focus on physical abuse. Again, if there's physical, it's almost always verbal. Mm -hmm. But if there's I, verbal, I it doesn't always mean there's physical. So we right. got to draw that right. out. So like by the time you get to physical abuse, the verbal is already The happened. verbal's already happened. And likely the verbal is going both ways, by the way. You know? Yes. And but once the physical part is is brought into this scenario, it is almost always the man. Not always, but almost always the man. And he is it almost negates every bit of verbal abuse that went to him. Mm -hmm. This is the trump card. Like if you do this, it doesn't matter what was said. Right. You're just done. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, the question was not, what should we do? So I'm not going to answer that because mm -hmm. that's a whole other podcast. Right. So what does God really think? Now that we've defined the terms to a degree, God hates it. Absolutely. In every single way. In Ephesians chapter five, he, he gives us the picture of what a marriage should be. It's the husband is to be a picture of Christ. The wife is to be the picture of a ch of the church. Christ has never braided me. He never behaves that He's way. He's disciplined nor me. Does, nor should the church yeah. behave that way towards yeah. their Savior. Ephesians 4.29, your words should be edifying. They should be filled with grace and give life to those who hear, build mm -hmm. up. I mean, that's like 101. Yeah. And verbal abuse doesn't do that. I Gosh, there's so many things I want to say on this. So many personal experiences with couples that we've worked with 
Let me throw out another scripture here for what does God think? In 1 Peter 3, 7, Peter's talking to the husbands and the wives, and he says to the husbands, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are an heir with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. You know, there's so much in that verse that talks about physical and, and emotional verbal abuse that should not be there. And he's, he's breaking it down why those things should never have a place in a home that Christ is, is to be on the throne. And he not only tells why, but he says, look, you go down this direction, your prayers are going to be hindered. Mm-hmm. All right. You cannot berate, berate your wife, if I could say that, right? You cannot abuse your wife or your husband and expect to go to God and say, God, uh, I, I've got a request here and I really want you to do something in my life. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. God will not put up with it no. at all. Yeah. I have so many emotions and thoughts around this subject matter on so many levels with so many people. And just know this, you will not have the marriage you want. No. You won't have the legacy you want. You won't have the ministry you want. You, God will not. Um, respond to your prayers in the way you want, you will be halted. God opposes the proud and the height of pride is I am so awesome and strong and important that I can physically or verbally oppress another human being to the point of wounding and harming them spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Uh, Kings feel like they can do that to people because they're a king and they can do anything they want and not get caught. Um, That is pure arrogance, pride, narcissism, and God opposes the proud. You mentioned legacy, and just one more piece here. When a spouse, husband, or wife behaves this way with inside the marriage, the legacy that they're leaving and the legacy that they're passing on to their children who are observing this, because very, very rarely does abuse happen in a home that the children don't know about it. They know about it. They hear the physical and, and, and verbal abuse happening, whether it's coming from mom or dad. But that's what they leave that home thinking a marriage is like. Or it's the baggage that they carry with them into their future marriage. All right, listeners, thanks for joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer the question, should teenagers have computers and phones in their bedrooms with no restrictions? No restrictions.